Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design. Today, another look back at a fun and fantastic panel conversation from past design celebrations. This one from La Cienega Design Quarters Legends 2019. We're breaking rules, people. <laughs> This conversation was recorded live at the Circa Showroom on La Cienega Boulevard in 2019. Here was the write-up for it in the press materials. As any great designer will tell you, some of the best projects begin by throwing everything you think you know right out the window. Joanna Saltz, editorial director of House Beautiful, gets three rule-defining designers to admit some of their biggest challenges, their hardest-earned triumphs, and those moments when, against all odds, they created some of their most spectacular work. So, as someone who creates, produces, and moderates panels, I can tell you firsthand just how hard it can be to try to come up and, with something and craft a panel concept that either hasn't already been completely done a thousand times or is just another kind of ho-hum mail-it-in idea. This concept is genius. I absolutely love it. And it's one that I, I will definitely try to riff off of in the future. I, in, in all honesty, I, I feel like some of the best ideas come springboarded off others. And this is definitely something um, that I'll, I'll try to do in the future because I absolutely love this and I really hope you do too. So it was beautifully done, very well executed, and I hope you enjoy it. So just for fun, I'm including the original talk up from the original episode and you'll hear it all right after this. For over two years now, you have heard about my partnership with Thermosol. So you know that I have extremely high standards for Convo by Design partnerships. Thermosol is an extraordinary partner because there is this rare combination of intuitive design with exceptional performance. They have state-of-the-art facilities located in Round Rock, Texas, and a company that's about to celebrate 65 years offering excellence in form and function. The Wellness and Design Thought Leadership Series presented by Thermosol is a programming feature that regularly showcases remarkable design talent and how they do what they do and the manner in which they do it, allowing designers to emulate successful strategies and make smarter clients who know what questions for of top professionals. If you want to understand more about this company and their history, please check the show notes for the link to episode 221 with Thermosol third generation CEO, Mitch Altman. He explains the history behind the company and really th that's what makes this company so special. Combine that with the cutting edge technology, their world-class domestic facilities, and you have a company delivering predictable elegance upon which you can rely. And nowadays, how important is that? Thermosol.com. I'm Josh Cooperman, host and publisher of Convo by Design. This is another episode of Legendary Conversations featuring the stories, events, and intimate chats with legends of design. I'm bringing you chats, conversations, and keynotes from the magnificent showrooms of the La Cienega Design Quarter. This one is really fun. It was hosted by Circa Lighting. It's called Breaking the Rules and features Mary McDonald, Suzanne Kassler, and Thomas O'Brien. It was moderated by House Beautiful Editor-in-Chief Joanna Salta, who stated, and I think she was correct in her assertion, that she might be the first panelist to moderate a Legends panel in overalls. And she crushed it with both the look and the conversation. And I hope you enjoy this. This is Breaking the Rules from the Circa Showroom during Legends 2019. I can't tell you how excited I am to start this conversation. Also, going on record is pretty sure I'm breaking a rule by being the first and only person to ever wear overalls on a panel at LCDQ. So I feel I'm at some level in good company. Um, you know, what we were talking about just briefly was the extraordinary events that have been going on here at LCDQ. And if any of you had the opportunity to sit with Whitney and Bunny at the last one, I started taking copious notes because I thought Bunny really said a lot of things that 
as interior designers, you guys face all the time. She says, because, of Im because imagery is everywhere, you always have to be at the absolute top of your game. Um, but as designers, you also really want to be stimulated. Um, she was talking a little bit about the Greenbrier and how as a 14-year-old girl, she remembers going there and really being inspired by this by, this, by the design there that was really pushing the boundaries of what was expected in that area. You know, everyone in that area, she was saying, was really good at oriental rugs and English furniture, but then you went into this hotel and it was just an amazing, amazing example of breaking all kinds of rules. And so that's why I'm so happy to have you guys here today, because what we're here to talk about is not the idea of turning the world into chaos, but to creating things that have never been seen before and doing that within the boundaries of great design. Um, okay, so I'm gonna start with a couple of questions and then, we're, and then we're gonna get to the slides. Why in this world are rules important? Why in design are rules important? Let's start there. Anyone? No one. <laughs> well, I always think um, what I see happening, at least in my work, is if you have a foundation of tradition or rules, then you know how to interpret them, break them. Mm -hmm. And what I've been seeing over the last number of years is so many people, I have a lot of young clients, and they want a foundation of tradition. Um, and I always talk about with my work, starting with the architectural envelope, but they don't want it so traditional. And I think that once you know some of the, the elements that we all kind of are kind of ingrained on us, mm -hmm then you really have the freedom to interpret. Totally, absolutely. Do you guys have any thoughts that on that That sounded great. Well? <laughs> Good, I agree. You agree. <laughs> if, you know, if you know Mary, she's a woman of few words, right? That's, that, that's how she would be described. Um, I also need to discuss it, and it keeps coming up, and I want to talk about it. I won't ask the question the way it's being asked everywhere else, but let's talk about the Met Gala really quickly, because it's totally out. Uh, we were talking about, um, and if we're talking about rule breaking, certainly what they did this year was a step out. Mary, are you doing okay over there? Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. She's having I'm some, like, hold it, like, hold share. It. Oh, it's yeah. fine. Like, share. I am. Um, I, what I want to know is whether or not it's, good, bad, or what your opinion is of it. Is breaking the rules the way they seem to have this, does, is there any merit to it? Is it ever, I mean, the fact is we're all having a conversation about it. Everyone on, on, the so, on social media is talking about the Met Gala. And whether you like it or hate it, it's causing a response. Is there any value to that and talking about? I'm just curious. I, I have no opinion, I'm more curious. I do. I, I actually think. Oh yeah. Here I'm go. actually fine holding. It's sort of weird down there, but okay. If you want it there. Does <laughs> <laughs> it work in there? It's on, yeah. That was graceful. Does that work? I don't feel like that works. No, it's okay. good. You're I'm good. pretty loud, so it probably seems it's, soft to me. No, it's perfect. Um, I feel like if there's if you're going to break a rule just to break a rule. Right. There's no point in you're you're just kind of making a mess. Right. I don't. Right, right, you're right. not even really breaking a rule with any thought out method of why you're breaking a rule. You're just trying to break a rule. I right. mean, when is a hamburger considered <laughs> fashion? Like a fashion? What is that camp? Like I don't really. It's not even fashion anymore to me. Right. So if you're just breaking a rule to break a rule without any thing thought out about it, I don't really see that as the same as yeah. breaking a rule with a real intention. With purpose. Me, with purpose. To me, I, 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 oh, I'm just not so sure, you know, and I think it's wonderful and I think Anna, what she's trying to do for the museum and all that, I think it's kind of amazing that it exists. I just think it's gotten to a point that is it really, as much as there's wonderful design is it, is it really celebrating design or, right. or doing something that's important about design because it's so much about celebrity. Right. And uh, but do you think, I mean. I, and I think there are beautiful things in it and beautifully crafted and all of that, but like, you know, for me, so much about design or whatever rules, and first of all, I have to say that like rules, you have to know them to break them. Right. And I also think it's sort of a different time too where it's like, you know, 
to me right now, like rules, there's so many rules that come from clients who don't even know anything about what to do with their house. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, so, those you know, rules, so those I think are the are rules we're broken. all dealing with. It's like the rules that how, you know, clients put on it. But right. I just, I just, I think for the Met Gala, it's just, it's sad that as much as wonderful about it, right. like when the celebrity overtakes the importance of the design, right. I don't know that that's actually really great. But I think the reality is that celebrity is really our world. And I do think that being able to say that camp is the theme for this year, because as we've seen each year, the themes really kind of have embraced. And it was kind of chaos and crazy. And it kind of seems like what's kind of happening in our world today. So I did think the entertainment value of it is kind of very, I mean, how creative, mm -hmm. and, and, and I mean, really kind of almost silly creative or crazy creative, but I do think that what is happening right now in design is really you can kind of be anything you decide you want to be, and because of the sharing ability and all of us looking at it, we can kind of find a place for it. Right. And, and so for me, I thought the Met Gala is always like, we're always like mesmerized by seeing it and seeing the fashion. So maybe this time we're not gonna be inspired to get a, some evening gown from it. Mm -hmm. But really, I could not believe that it was just that it's over the theatrical. top. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well I won't spend the whole time talking about the Met Gala, even though I would actually love to spend the next hour talking about the Met Gala, but if we'll do that sideline if any of you want to stay after. Um, I, I wrote a couple of questions, and to be fair, I want, they did not give them to, because I sometimes like to surprise, but also some of these questions are very much sort of um, kind of softball. But one of the things that I was thinking about in, in frankly the context of the Met Gala was how can you tell when something is a mess? Or do you feel like it's easy to spot when something is really game changing and rule breaking and when something is just someone not giving a crap about what actually belongs in good design? Do you think that's easy to spot? Do you find as designers you can tell when someone is playing with proportion purposefully and someone is doing it just because they don't care? I think you can, you know. I just, in the things that I do, it's so important. I just want things to make sense. Right. Like figuring a house out or figuring people out or figuring, I, no matter what, I like things to make sense. I like it to fit together. Mm -hmm. I like it to feel good. I like it to be peaceful. That can be exuberant, it can be colorful, it can be whatever it wants to be, but I like it to make sense. I like to make order or take whatever somebody's trying to do and have it go forward and make something. Right. And I think when it doesn't make sense and it's just, you know, I don't, for me it's just not well done, right. usually. Right. I mean, but, but like, and I can appreciate wildness, but I just, I, but I, I just think crafted things that are layered and special and are so mm -hmm. important and I think, and the things we all try to do in the world, I just think it's a business, you right. know, too. It's like you need to like make it work, and it's so hard to do. Like, but but I don't know. I, I like it to have an order that is. It's about logic more than anything. What do you think, Ray? Well, I think Thomas is addressing a home, like mainly you're you're thinking about a home and product. And your question to me was a, almost a little more general, even though we're all here talking about homes. Yeah. It was about design. And I, I think if someone is kind of breaking some sort of rule, most people that have an eye, uh, you're, when you see something that's out of, I'm going to use the term balance. When mm. you see something that's out of balance, and I don't mean that you have to have a pair, but even if something's very asymmetrical, if someone's really talented, they have a way of making things that do not go together feel in balance to your eye. Right. There's a, you know, it's not a, something verbal that you'd have to explain. It's, it's, it's like beauty. General types of beauty, even if it's superficial, uh, attract other people because there's a certain, there's, this is a fact, this is Mary McDonald's opinion about yeah, beauty. Yeah. There's a certain balance in uh, certain faces that have a certain part is a little bit bigger and a little bit smaller. It's, it's why you know, a general group of people are seen as beautiful. There's something about it. So it doesn't mean it's one kind, but there's a sense of balance in 
design of anything, even if it's like you said, colorful or like you're not a crazy pattern on pattern. Like. Can be. I mean, can be. <laughs> I have a client right now who wants that, and but it's also like finding a way through it but with that's her. My point. Like you find a way through, and then that's my point. Like, There's you know, a balance if even the most yeah, kind of thing that you'd be like you see a path head. somehow, but you don't know what it is. And right. It's important to you know think that through and make it make sense. I love that. Even if it's a nonsensical sense, like Alice in Wonderland. Or, right. You know, I so. get to a thing or to something in me that goes, okay, that that feels balanced. It's not that I'm sitting there like mm, right. rule four, right. six. <laughs> I'm just like, why? You know, you might memo something and it gets into the space and. Why does this look bad? Right. Like, why does this look bad? You know what I'm Wait, saying? People again. where you're like, why this doesn't look right. They're gonna act like they don't have that ever, but <laughs> 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 totally. That's what that smile's about. <laughs> By the way, I've been I've been looped in on the fact that the three of them have very regular dinners, and so I think next time we're just gonna mic that and get like the real good conversation. That'll but be that'll be a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I found in, in design, and I think any of us who love design and are trying to create your own authentic style. What I always find is that I start out with my the plan or the envelope and the composition, but then I want to bring things in that will kind of bring that style or that kind of differentness to it. So once you do have the foundation, then again, as I said, you're more free to kind of go and reinterpret it. And I think what's so exciting today is that the options we have to make that happen with style in our designs, it's certainly much more connected to the fashion world than ever before. The challenge we're having is it's connected to the fashion world of fast and changing and maybe too much. Mm -hmm. But I do find it to be kind of exciting because we can kind of like take from so many ways. The biggest thing that all of us are struggling a little bit with is how to create and have it be your yours. Right, right. Well, how do you make it yours? I'm curious to know. I'll let you expand on that. I um, think that a lot of times it was interesting. In fact, even my daughter, who's now kind of in that design world, she's 28. She says, "Stay in your lane, mom." And so I think because what is happening, and I love you know, I kind of love it. Stay in your lane. I said, well, I and here's what I said to her. I said, well, people are coming up behind me. They're they're running into me on the side. And so I, I said, I'm having trouble staying in my lane. That's great. That's great. That was good. See. Um, okay. So what I did was I sent four specific asks to these amazing geniuses. Um, and I'm gonna read to you what I sent because it's important to give some of this context. And I'm, let me just fast forward through this picture of us because you certainly don't need to see the photos of us, but just, you know, look how beautiful these people are. Um, oh, I love a wind machine, too. Um, um, I, we should, next one, next year, next year. Wait, come on, are you kidding me? I actually, I was like, can I get the rule? The, I need oh, the wind do. machine that's got that Beyonce uses. Um, okay, so what I sent was four questions. The first one I asked was, the, send me your rule-breaking room. And so what I wanted to see was an example of a space that you designed that you feel really broke the mold. And we were laughing about this beforehand because we were saying how you know some of these photos you're going to look at and say, oh well now you know we sort of see that a little bit. But at the time, this stuff was really game-changing. And so I, I think what I want to do is sort of enter into a conversation about sort of what it feels like, oops, sorry, what it feels like, I talk with my hands, um, to push those boundaries and how, um, how much fun that could be, but also how stressful. So the first one we're going to talk, talk about is Mary McDonald's amazing room. And how beautiful, look at that beautiful cover. <laughs> Mary, talk, tell us a little bit about this and what it felt like at the time and what you were sort of thinking when you were bringing well, this together. To be honest, this, I don't know if this broke the mold, but you said what was Okay, rule breaking. Rule breaking. This is really more funny. So this was a this is a long time ago. This was a show house. Two thousand five. This is a long time ago, but it really had to do with the rule. So this was a house in Brentwood and they had a big show house and I was so excited to do it. it had to, I don't even know if I'd done a show house before. I'd done one before. So, you know, I was kind of nervous and 
I, I wanted to do it very kind of old school, um, Ralphie with, and I, I did those custom shell palmets that were on the top that I had someone hand do and all these or, orange and all these custom shells I had to order. So, so it had an old school quality, but I wanted to make it hip. So they didn't have to approve the room or anything. It was our room. I think we lightly showed them a concept. And I knew I wanted it to be, seem a little bit young and hip, so I chose orange to paint the room orange. But, so do you guys remember Robert DiCarlo? Do you remember like the show house? Okay, well Robert was very good looking and it's this older man, he kind of looked like Dracul. And he came in, I painted my room orange. Sorry, I'm just going on and on about no, this dumb story. I and love I it, even, I love it. It has to do with the rule. And you know, when you paint the first coat on, it was really bright orange. It actually is really bright orange. And he, after two coats, he called me and goes, Mary, darling, this is just not the direction we plan to go with the show house. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I'm paying for this whole show house. It's a direction I'm going. But I didn't say that. He goes, you know, it's just too loud. And you must, you must tone this down. You know, so they were telling me how to do my room. So I just kept sending the guys back to paint more coats. I said, I've changed it, I've changed it. And I ran out of time and I put the furniture in and it all made sense because it was just this one wacko bright orange color that probably would have looked corny on its own, but paired with these blue and whites and mm -hmm. all that Ralph Lauren fabric and these kind of old school things, mm -hmm. it didn't. But, and then they put it on the cover, so it really <laughs> took off. <laughs> That brings me so a lot I just of joy. Sent the painters back. They were so confused. Like, are you sure you're darkening? I am. I'm darkening. <laughs> no. All right. Let's talk about Suzanne. Suzanne and I were talking about this a moment ago, but I'll let you talk about it. You're listening to Rules Are Meant to Be Broken from Legends 2019. We'll be right back. I know you love talking about great partnerships the same way I do. Let me tell you about an incredible design partner who is working with us on the Convo by Design Remote Design House Tulsa project. Franz Wigner, a company created in 1899 in Attendorn, Germany. They started manufacturing brass beer taps. In 1921, the company expanded to Buenos Aires, manufacturing brass faucetry. The company launched in the U.S. in 1992, and Franz Wigner Premium Collection began in 2008. Franz Wigner crafts high-quality premium faucets with the objective to create a design-oriented luxury product that exceeds the standards set by world-class designers and architects. Pretty heady stuff, and they do it. If you see a Franz Wigner faucet, it is stunning. You use Franz Wigner faucets, and they perform flawlessly. Product you can depend on after over 120 years designing a truly stunning faucet line. For more information and to check out the entire line of faucets, visit FranzWigner.com. So I'm going to spell it for you, right? <laughs> F-R-A-N-Z-V-I-E-G-E-N-E-R.com. Thank you, Franz Wigner. So this was done, um, it's been a number of years ago. Um, in fact, um, so what happened was, so it's probably been at least 12 years ago, I think, this room was done. And it ended up being, it is actually become an iconic room, but at the time, my client did not want, did not want to pay for the expensive wall covering. That's how it started. Mm. And so we had the custom wall covering and in a beautiful color. And finally, we decided that we would just paint the walls a color. And years ago, um, maybe years before, in like the Albert Hadley, there might have been some color you know, painting rooms. But right now, in Atlanta, things were not really that intense of a color. So um, I have always loved blue and this turquoise blue. I then went and found, it's really an ICI Glidden color. And you know, when people do these lacquered rooms, they talk about 12 coats of paint. We literally did high gloss, but I had to tell the client that I would be willing to pay to paint it over because I painted the trim, the base, and all the walls. And I had to say, if you don't like it, I will um, paint it over for you. It ended up, um, this photograph at the time, we did, we also had bought a collection of Johnson shares, but there weren't enough. And so what happened is we had this, actually the dining table and the chairs were Johnson, and so I ended up mixing in the chairs. 
And so what started happening, um, this influenced me in the, you know, going forward, but you'll see later, the, it kind of influenced a lot yeah, of okay, things. Right. And Sorry, what happened in this job, this is another job now, this is like years later, this house was on the cover of Veranda. Mm. This is really glossy lacquer. And this is a house in Greenwich. And this client had come to me and she said that she interviewed 12 designers. And finally, when she got to Thomas's office, <laughs> Thomas said, all the pictures you're showing me are of Suzanne. Why don't you call Suzanne? <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. That's so good. So, um, we tried, I'm not kidding, six different turquoise colors. Because she says, well, I don't want to like, you know, even though the job before had been nine years ago, but I had to go back to this exact ICI glidden color. I mean, it was interesting. We tried so many different colors. But we did do the real lacquer. And you'll see this has kind of a French undertone. She has a French mantle. But I will tell you, and it reminds me a little bit of what's happening in our world right now with design. When I did the other room, House and Garden was still around, and they made me a tastemaker. They did 50 tastemakers, and it was because of that oh, other turquoise wow. room. And you know that's what you were seeing a little bit happening right now in design. Yep. So I kind of think it's kind of exciting to see the rules being broken. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Oh. <laughs> so Thomas, you sent these. Is that me? Is that me? Yeah, he's not a yes. It's me. I'm sorry. It's, I have to keep my hands stable to my side. Um, I'm very excited. Um, so Thomas sent this extraordinary space. So this, please. Yeah. So um, this is literally. Am I on? This. This. Well, is it's either it's either me banging on it or, or other th or not being loud enough. So I'm trying to. I'm gonna sit so, very so still. So this is literally. I mean, this is really about actually breaking a rule. Um, sort of or getting around a rule. So this is um, the, something I wanted more than anything and at my new house and this is um, the new part of the new garden and um, I'd always wanted a walled garden. A lot of the things that I feel like with clients and stuff that um, rule breaking of any kind is always about begging for or like <laughs> trying to like I'm very passionate about things that you know that I want to have happen in a project and I wanted this walled, like a European walled garden more than anything. So, but you can't build a brick wall as a fence. It's not, it's not legal. So, you know, you just can't make, and this is, this is literally my favorite room at the house and the last place you come to in the garden and I love it. And the, literally the way I got it was to make, which came from another kind of British inspiration and is to build a greenhouse and the wall is part of the greenhouse and it's another structure. So literally the way I got the walled garden was to work within the rules and do something kind of, you know, special with it. And that's how the wall, which is this big structure, got built. So sometimes rules are something that you morph into something that works for you. you know, to Breaking rules is also breaking laws. We're learning today. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Breaking laws. Break, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so the second question I asked, and I want to make sure. Okay, so what I asked for, and I, I'm very colloquial, is like sort of this my favorite I told you so moment. But while I told you so sounds a little bit aggressive, what I was trying to get across was, and I know that we can all sort of relate to this, that there is a moment in your career that you feel so strongly about something, but that everyone else is maybe questioning or that you feel like maybe people aren't gonna understand. And what is the moment that you can remember where you did something that was maybe going to be met with some conflict or some confusion, but that at the end it worked out so well and you felt like sort of that self-satisfaction of just like, I, I feel really good. Maybe you didn't actually say I told you so, but that moment where you felt really, you felt really like solid about the, your commitment to that. So Mary, tell us about this extraordinary space. Um, what was this? This is a dining room of an old client that um, really just let me do things that I wanted, and I this is probably back in 2005-ish, six, um, and I took a, a geometric pattern, and she had wide, she had wood planks floors throughout the house, and I wanted to do something very bold. 
So I really super scaled this in the room that's very big. So I didn't know if this was really rule breaking mm -hmm. or then yep. I told you so. Yep, no, it's great. So I think we went with I told you so. A little bit um, both. And it was, it was very frightening for her uh, because I could see why that would be sort of frightening. But it, and this floor starts in her entry and you can see it go all the way through to the back. Uh, and so I, you know, had to mathematically map out where these uh, octagons and squares went. And it was not meant to look like an old uh, wood floor. It was meant to look like a contemporary pattern that was super scaled. And it wasn't really a pattern. People weren't really doing this. So yeah. and uh, they weren't actually really. Do they, we've always had painted floors. Yeah. They just were not super scaled or. Do you remember what year this was? I mean, it was probably 2000. It might have been 2008. Oh, wow. Seven? Yeah. Suzanne's like, yes, it was 2007. Well, no, because you were the one that really. I, it, funny, I did so do these yep. floors, and, and this floor in particular, I ended up. I didn't copy a pattern from a floor here. I mean, we've all been inspired, but I wasn't inspired by. This was actually on some packaging, and I thought I want to do something that no one's done. And it actually mathematically. Um, really worked out well. How it started in the entry, and I had to figure out how big do I want the square. To the, you, know, you have to really sort of map that unfun part out. But ultimately, everyone was terrified, and it actually ended up being like this floor that I've seen people use in cattle. I mean, they've, they've copied this exact thing. They copied me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> credit where credit is due. They're inspired by you. Inspired by you. So what, what Mary is asking is when you do this floor, make sure you put inspired by Mary McDonald no, somewhere on the floor. I was like, everyone was fighting me, and then it ended up being, it actually really worked out well. Uh, believe so me, I have some things that didn't work out so, so well, good. but you're not going to see these today. Okay, Mary, I'm going to keep going. I'm oh. also going to say, I just got the 10 minute, but, but I'm going to, oh. we're, we're, we're good. We're this good. I'm not going to stop. This was just an El Decor. I built the, we built this house together, Amazing. and they wanted it to look like lingerie. It really isn't actually this bright, but it is kind of an odd, weird green, more like the Ottoman in the left-hand corner. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's a magazine. They amped it up. <laughs> but they hate, my clients hated it. We, but they wanted a green room, and then when it, when you're walking around the green, when when it was just painted the green, kind of like your clients, which she made me feel so much better when she said she offered to pay because people think this doesn't happen to us. I offered to pay in a nut, not this one. I yeah, didn't offer to pay; yeah. it was way too expensive. I was like, you're <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are keeping it. It was such an expensive team of people, but he really was like, do we repaint it? And went back and forth and back and forth. And it is their favorite room in the house now, oddly. Which there it is. I told you so. It's very Just scary. Yeah. I mean, it's Sometimes. scary, these colors, for people. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, this is the heartstrings yeah. moments. So this is yeah. Suzanne's. Well, so one of my favorite moments was the project we did in Kenya. And what, this was kind of the last shot. Actually, it's the last shot of the Okay, so that's a little book. guy. So this is it, yeah. But what, what's so interesting, um, we had good friends from Indiana that um, really go to Kenya all the time. And so we really, they were gonna build like five buildings on this Sericoi um, kind of property. And it was just really a, an amazing and favorite time because um, it is so special to go to Africa and work but working with all of their artisans. You know, my favorite thing, I mean, there's so many favorite things. Mm -hmm. One thing is though, we decided to bring that out of Africa, the in English kind of look, and try to figure out a way to do Varellen Belgian sofas mm -hmm. with the kind of English, act, you know, kind of printed Ottomans. Just a touch of that, to have it look classic and timeless. And then, um, one thing that the thatch roofs are just like amazing, but I was able with work, working with their team to raise the spring line so I could get a little bit more plaster wall because all the other buildings they had done were kind of like really, the spring line was so low. Mm -hmm. And then the ostrich chandelier is really the big ostrich eggs. And we love that there's no code in Africa. No, like, <laughs> I mean, they are like fabulous, and you would love, and they're real ostrich eggs. Oh my god! And there's gosh. this artisan there, and one of the things that was so great, um, we went to, uh, went, we went there to install, and the container really was held up. Um, remember when they were holding up the containers and hijacking them? And they, so we got there to install, and they, we couldn't install because it was held up 
in some other part of Africa is really big, and it was some other part of Africa that was not anywhere close. And so we went shopping in Karen and Nairobi, and all of the art and art artifacts, we could find everything that was local, and there's amazing artisans. But one thing, when you do house, you send the container, and you do have to remember to have all the lights made to be English. But, you know, we had to, you have to think of all these details. But then when, when it was done, and the indoor-outdoor, I mean, there, there are like these woven, these kind of tent-like things that come down. But really, furniture, the way it lasts and lives inside and out. And then the picture, the, the last picture you saw, I the mean, little, um, this is they, so funny. This, I don't even know, is it a, like a leopard a or a leopard? Cheetah. Cheetah. cheetah, there it is. It's a cheetah. We couldn't remember. Well, it was like this baby cheetah, which was really adorable. But when we went back again for the final install, it was really big and they had to let it go in the wild. But here it is, like a like little pet, you know, oh, hanging yeah. out on the, uh, actually on the Andrew Martin throw. So good. That's a, gorgeous. Look at this. I mean, and then you know so everything's indoor out. So I think a favorite moment. I don't know. There's like a told you so moment. Even though I did tell them to go pay off those people to get that container. <laughs> <laughs> I said you need to pay a lot of money, like twenty five thousand dollars. Oh God. Did you? I, they did. Yes. Oh. And and it was amazing because I said we have got because this was the second time we came for the install and I said and I we you kind of have to do that sometimes and I just said you have got to pay. We have done all this work. We are all here. And and I said, and you can't, it's not like $2,000. I mean, you need to pay a lot of money. And pretty soon, I mean, it wasn't like two days later, these huge trucks came barreling down with all the stuff. There it is. You heard it here so first. So I guess that is a told you so, isn't it? That's a told you so. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're crying saying I told you so. Um, Thomas, tell us here, what are you thinking? What was the, what was so the thing? So this is in the entrance of, of a wonderful client's um, Fifth Avenue apartment. And art can be one of the biggest challenges with people. And um, there, I, I love this Irving Penn photograph, these L'Oreal lips. And this client is, is kind of like notorious for coming up with, I don't know if any of your clients do this, but she's always coming up with stories about the son or the husband, whoever, like that they don't like dark radiator, everything that is a no is some sort of weird fable or story of like why it can't happen and, and it's always blamed on everyone else. But anyway, when I first showed her, and of course these Irving Penn photographs are really, really dear and stuff and, and a huge investment, but also trying to get them to the place of collecting wonderful things. And I knew her husband loved Irving Penn and really wanted one. And, We'd been doing this apartment was all sort of soft gray and, and a different color for them and sort of these pale colors. The first time I showed it to her, she's like, you know, she thought it looked like worms coming up her mouth and 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 uh, and all and and um, uh, it was an absolute no for a while and then another one came up at auction and stuff. But the thing is, is it does it is all about the apartment in a way when you come in and it literally like says hello to you when you come in. It's like this beautiful serious, wonderful, valuable. It's the thing that's most important to them in the whole apartment, mm -hmm. in a way. And that palette that is the lips, and you see in those beautiful yeah. uh, damask velvet pillows and stuff, it kind of sets it all up. And in a way, she's so proud of it now. And it's like, iconically almost, in some way, it's actually her. Right. You know, it's this beautiful, and every time someone comes in, besides it being, you know, kind of one of the smartest things they ever bought, um, it kind of, sets it all up you know it's the, it's the it's the entrance in every way i think some of what we're talking about here too and a few of you have, have sort of spoken <coughs> about it you know obviously knowing what the rules are in order to break them is super important but it sounds to me too that a lot of what com what it comes down to is the trust that you have to build with your clients <coughs> and that they have to know and understand that you know, if they are doubting you or, you know, the idea of you saying I told you so only comes because they allow you to give the space to create what you want to in your heart, I can imagine, well, it's ultimately. About, it's about getting to the why, right. you know, like why whatever, and, you know. I think it's important that you brought up if you really want something there and they're saying no, I mean, you kind of keep 
bringing it up. If, if that space hasn't been filled, you just keep going on the audition and coming around yeah. the stage like, guess what, I'm back. And right. they yeah. tend to get used but, to the idea of it. But then, then after this, and you know, years later, and I've helped them, and as well as many other clients, put together a great collection of art and, right. and all. And, and it gave them a confidence, and now they have an enjoyment with it, and it's enhanced their life, and made beautiful things right. in it, and they're proud of it, you know, right. and it makes, you know, it makes this wonderful sense for them. So. Absolutely. Um, I know I don't have I don't have them much more time, so I'm gonna we're gonna do one more. So the thing I asked was for them to send. What I said was, okay, so here's my unpopular opinion. So forget what everyone thinks. What is the design rule that you like to break? on the regular. So here's what we've got. Mary, tell us about the rule here that you like to always, the envelope that you always like to push. Color. I mean, I, I, I actually do things that are all white. I don't know if it's really a rule. I couldn't, when you asked no, me that, I, know, I was it's like, a do way. I have like a rule, like purpose, like I don't dress like a hamburger, so it's <laughs> You don't have those rules. Me. But I do have to say you can, if you really sort of, that's very busy, but yeah. it's pretty balanced in yeah. its busyness. I'd have to say the black is very saturated and the pink is very saturated, so for kind of a heavy rip. This is all back painted, it's Eglamise, which is back painted glass. Beautiful. Um, I just didn't think, I was like, wait, is that mirror? No, okay. <laughs> um, this was my Raymond, <coughs> yes. You can't actually see how beautiful this artist, All it's all full of animals that this person, my client, loved. So it goes all around this powder room. Um, but what I was going to say is if it's in the right space where things are meant to be a little bit dramatic and formal, you can use very um, strong colors. And this might be busy for some people. I actually love it because I think it's very dramatic and fun and it's a powder room. So it's yeah. a very small space. You're not like living in it. You're kind of in there. Wait, can I ask you, how do you get somebody oh. to do something like that? Don't, I, I mean, had to call, like, I'm not going to name names, but I had to call Suzanne. So upset I couldn't get the job installed. I was like, Suzanne! <laughs> anyway, how did I get, well, they, they, this person actually has done these before in their so town. Lovely. They've done it before. They didn't do, the, and he's a great artist. No, but I mean, not that person, the client. Oh, how do you yeah. like? Oh, how sorry. do you how do you sorry. even begin to like? Um, this was calm for them. I was like, okay, wackos, here we are. <laughs> no wackos. They're not wacky. They're this is um, these guys own a makeup oh, this is, company. This is the, this I mean, is the, the, this was the, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I this was I pared it down. I was uh, like, okay, uh, bedazzler, we're gonna yeah. just go with the <laughs> So this was easy. I could kind of do anything that was over the top. I had to actually bring it down. That's not brought down, but Mary, I'm going to skip over into Suzanne since I'm Go not ahead. being I'm being Mary, waved. I'm ask They're you like to leave. wrap it up, Joe. You're talking too much, per <laughs> usual. So I'll just make this quick. Yeah, yeah. In, normally in a dining room, I always that's where I like a lot of times will use color. And so what what happened in this dining room is the show house in Atlanta, and I ended up doing lacquering the walls white, mm. and then I did the color in the ceiling, and I really really was struggling with making that decision because I really always think about a dining room having that opportunity to have color and it ended up being one of really one of my favorite dining rooms. The color in the ceiling because architecturally it had this unusual um, molding that could have been gone, you know, I could have taken it a lot of different ways. So I decided just to leave it very clean and paint everything else white and then I did this beautiful blue in the ceiling yeah. with just paint. Amazing. I love it. It's so I love great. It. It's so it's pretty. So great. And then the white, you know, I got bought these, I bought 28 of these plaster pieces um, on the left bank in Paris from um, an artisan in Paris. And I love mixing modern elements and modern accessories with kind of a classic, you know, the tables kind of, um, you know, wood table. I just love mixing the juxtaposition today of, you know, m modern elements. And I, we just put them all over mm. the room, we used all 28 pieces. And, it, and bringing that white in from the walls, mm -hmm. it's great. I, I like, I thought that was fun. White is not boring. I'm going to skip. We were talking about one of the opinions being white is boring, but clearly Suzanne is showing otherwise. 
Um, Thomas, I'm gonna jump to yours. Well, here I'm sitting with these two amazing people who like all their pink and turquoise and whatever rooms, but I swear to God, if I tell anybody I wanna do a pink room, they look at me and I'm like, <laughs> crazy. But anyway, this is the bedroom in our new house and, and it's a wonderful bedroom more color called tissue pink that I'm a little bit crazy about and keep using and using. It's so different than the pink and the colors that you guys use in a different way. But I mean, I love it. I love like a pale pink mm -hmm. shirt with a suit. And I just think it's got a, a very that. special kind of, and as a masculine thing, I mean, I paired it with this beautiful mm -hmm. Mongolian carpet. Right. And it's kind of this other point of view on pink. Yeah. And literally when we did those two, you know, now there's so much pink everywhere, it seems like in everything. But um, Pink is I just, masculine. for me, this is more masculine and all and whatever. And um, oddly, some different clients and all who've been to the house and all, like, it's become a color that we're using in their lives too. It's just such a soft, wonderful, you know, kind of glowing. And years ago when I was at Ralph Lauren, all the um, dressing rooms and everywhere, men's, women's, all have the whatever. You look pink. good in this color, I bet. I like <laughs> but everyone you look in, really, right? It's you kind of an amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing neutral in a way. Pink is. So good. A, a wonderful coming. So I'm going to open it up to the floor if you have any questions. We have time for about three because I'm feel I can feel the pressure. Yes, go ahead. Do we have a microphone here that we can? Oh, okay. Okay, great. Good. I have two questions, both about paint. Um, Susan, the first pictures you showed with the turquoise, the two different rooms. Was that the same color paint? Yes. It was. It was really an ICI glidden paint, but one was the high gloss version. And then the other, they translated into a real lacquer. Okay. Yeah. And then, Thomas, uh, that tissue pink, would you share from? It's Benjamin Moore, Benjamin tissue Moore. pink. Great. Amazing. You. Look at that. Resources. Anyone else? Do you have any other questions? Yes. I have a question. Is it an old one? In order to get it to that kind of like, I told you so point, and building the trust that you're talking about, how do you get them to realize it all the way to the end? That's a great question. Well, I'm finding that clients today um, do not let us finish, and um, ever, and it's really, um, and a lot of times, what a number of designers I've talked to, we we almost have to get it ready to take a photograph and show them what it means to have it finished. Mm -hmm. Because when they don't finish, a lot of times it's not even the most money that we need to spend to finish it. Mm -hmm. um, but what Mary had said before, which I think a lot of us do, we kind of circle back um, a lot of times and you kind of reinforce. And sometimes I have a few clients that have moved in and they, they call it project weary. They've spent more money than they thought and then they will come back after we've kind of let them kind of have a break. I don't know what you found, but it is, it is a challenge today because clients will see a picture finish, but they don't know that their house that we just is not finished. Yes. They think it's finished because it's so new to them that they don't even see these bald spots of under a console, there's nothing there. It's, Right. They're not used to it. Where you're like, you're, and then they get used to it, and they realize there's nothing on this table, or there's nothing on this small wall. They'll realize it after they get used to it, or they'll see all the things you carted over for your photo shoot and ask if they can buy it. <laughs> and then that happens the most. Like, that yes. happens the most. They're like, so you bring the photo shoot, you bring the things, it's, you show them, and they buy things. Then. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyone else? Any other? Okay, take one more. Yes, yes. Um, so I have a question in terms of the urban pen that you wanted. That oh. Are there, for each one of you, is there an item that you wanted to buy for your class but you really wanted it and that you ended up keeping because you couldn't part with it? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, yeah, I have lots of stuff. <laughs> but, um, and then sometimes, I don't sell a lot of things to clients from of my own. Occasionally, sometimes to make payroll, but <laughs> but um, but uh, um, I don't know. It's I I get what I do for people is it only works one way. Like I I've only once or twice done a project where it was about getting it done. Mm -hmm. The people I work with, and and I only work with a couple at a time. It's like 
I help them make their life. Usually they stay clients for a long time, but it's kind of every aspect of it. And I don't know why or how, or it's the only way it ends up working. If it isn't that, then somehow we end up not, it kind of stops. But sort of, because I'm so, I don't know, I like to help them get confidence about art or help figure out how to live in a house because it just is, it's just my nature or something. But, uh, and I want to believe that this business can be that too. Um, my husband Dan is amazing at like doing these huge projects that are, and it's a much kind of, you know, kind of younger client who, with lots of money to spend doing the whole thing, and it's this time span, and it finishes at a point, and it's just, it's amazing how they do it. His team, and it's just a very different way. Yeah. I kind of like get stuck <laughs> on exactly what you're talking about, like loving things, and then helping someone learn about loving things. And like being, because when I started doing this and seeing, and, and even, even commercial work, it was because of that beautiful Jill Sander store and that floor and I want that for my kitchen. And like everyone talked about what they loved, not about just buying something and getting it done. It's like every element was that. Yeah. Like, you know, and wanting to make that be their life. And that's, I think, the best thing that this business can be. It's beautiful. Honestly, I, I couldn't have thought of a better endpoint that the idea that what you are all here to do for so many people in your lives is help them love things. And that really is so much of what you have done in the past of pushing those boundaries and getting people used to those newness and falling in love with those things. Um, is really extraordinary. So there's books downstairs. There's a book signing section. If you'd like to go downstairs and get a book, um, they'll be here for a little bit longer. But um, please join me in thanking them for this extraordinary. If you've been listening to Convo by Design for a while now, you have heard me tell you about Article. Great style. Really, it's as simple as that with Article. Things have been challenging for design professionals and their clients for, what, two years, two plus years now? You know this already. What you might not know is that it doesn't have to be if you're looking for exceptionally beautiful modern furniture. Article provides a simple and easy way to creating a beautiful modern space because Article works direct with their manufacturers on production of unique and stunning pieces. Then they work directly by providing this well-crafted design directly to you. This direct relationship means you aren't wondering where your furniture is and you're getting it for an incredible value. What could possibly be better than that? In many cases, the shipping is flat rate, which means no surprises right? Even more, their culture and service are rooted in their core values, customer obsession, doing it differently, ownership mindset, winning together. If you're a designer, architect, or residential developer, you must check out their trade program. Discounts, special support, and exclusive perks. Article has the beautiful modern furniture you're looking for at an incredible price, at an incredible value, and you need to check them out. Check out article.com, or if you go to the show notes, there is a specific link which will take you, if you're in the trade, directly to their trade program. You have to see it to really believe it. Thank you, Article. Thank you, Mary, Suzanne, Thomas, and Joe. Excellent work. Thank you, LCDQ, for allowing Convo by Design to present these incredible talks. Thank you, Convo by Design sponsors and partners, Thermosol, Article Furniture, York Wall Coverings, uh, Moya Living, Franz Wigner, for your continued support. And of course, thank you for downloading, subscribing, and listening to the show. Thank you for the emails of support and the guest submissions. I love them, and it has allowed me to find some amazing talent to showcase. Please remember why you do what you do and for whom you do it. Designers, architects, artists, product designers, showroom managers, publicists, magazine editors, publishers, set decorators, and everyone else that makes our industry stronger by the day. This show is for you. That's why I do it. Thanks for listening. Be well. And until next week, take today first. (laughs) 